Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 84 of FPL Black Box. My name is Az, and I'm joined by the mighty Mr. Mark Southern. <laughs> the mighty. I'm not mighty in any shape or form. Um, yeah, it's been a bit hectic. I, Billy's got to the age where he's going to big school, as we call it. And so I'm mm. touring the local schools, which sounds a bit suspect, doesn't it? I'm going to schools <laughs> that Billy could go to. Although, given that he's already beaten me by 37 points and has yet to change his team for the last five game weeks, I'm not sure I want to extend his education any further. I think I'll leave it there, really, to be quite frank. Do you know what? I think 37 Mm. points is probably all right for you. I thought it would be more than that. Yeah, but I just want to stress, he hasn't changed his team for four weeks. And obviously, he's had his captaincy on Haaland all that time. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that is... Um, I mean, he beat you last year. You can't lose to him two years in a row. No, no. But I, I was basically looking at... at sec- <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at secondary school. So tonight I was touring a school and we just got back and I just woofed down dinner. But here I am for the episode and uh, hopefully all is going to be good from now on. Yeah. I feel, I feel like the wife at home with dinner on the table waiting yeah. for you. And you're just, you know, sending me these really cryptic messages like... Won't, uh, what did you say to me? You were like, um, Won't make I'm it. Late. We'll be a don't bit late. Be yeah, don't know what time. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what a, a cheers, yeah, Mark. a strange wife would get via text, isn't it? Basically, yeah. exactly. No, no. And then you yeah. get back, and 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 I and I've burnt the dinner and got all the screens wrong, yeah, so and, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter anyway. Yeah. Right. Anyway, what, what anyway, have we got tonight? Um, well, just before. Well, just before we get into it, I just want to mention the thing on the top right of the screen, which is the football content oh, awards. Yeah. Uh, this is the final chance uh, for people to vote um, for us if they want to. I've made it even easier for you to vote for us. You can either go on to uh, footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting and vote for FPL Black Box. If you like us, of course, you don't have to. Just if you're there and you're listening to us, you, you might quite like us. Um, or there's a link in the description. And if you click it, it will basically create a tweet 
which you can post and then that counts as a vote as well. Oh, genius. Create the you, tweet for you, You Mark. really care about this. And you know what? After the slick start to the show, who wouldn't be voting for us? <laughs> slick start to the show and one it. of us ranked 5.5 million. Yeah, I mean, we... We are you know, obviously deserving winners should we win it, aren't we, basically? Ugh. Anyway, yeah. Nice plug, God. as Nice plug. Thank um, you. Thank yes. you. So what are we looking at over the course of the show? We've got mid-price midfielders, haven't we, to look at again, because they're all turning up all of a sudden, just mm. like we thought we, they would. And you know what? I'm actually questioning whether you need two heavy hitters now, because obviously, captaincy, we won't dwell on that too much because there's an obvious place where that's going. But I've got De Bruyne and I'm thinking... You know, maybe I can do without De Bruyne soon and get some of these mid-price mm. mids in uh, because there's a real cast that we're looking at tonight. And your boy Trossard turned up, didn't he? Hey, he did. I know. I mean, three, three, eight million midfielders with double-digit hauls, um, and then you've got like Diaz and Saka as well, who are yeah. you know, kind of tick, ticking over. And then you've got Trossard, who's you mentioned last week that he was someone who you thought could become an eight, nine million. Uh, mid. Well, if he carries on with the rate he's going this season, he, he could be by the end of this season. I think. Uh, he was absolutely outstanding. And yeah, we'd be talking about Brighton quite a lot. Oh, because... not again. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Because it kind of, it went exactly how I thought it would go to the absolute score. So if well, I, I, I mean, I'm going to be smug. I'm going to be smug. I, I wanna, we'll get to the predictions later, but I want an inquest into that. I don't know what's going on there. Some kind of Doctor Whoism. I don't know. You've got, you got your TARDIS in the garden or something. I know. I don't know and how my phone one as well. My phone one as well. Was, I know. Yeah, uh, it's just crazy. Um, also, we're looking at Mitrovic replacements, aren't we? Because he's got, yep. an, he's got an ankle knock. Um, don't know how he's long he's going to be out yet. Obviously, we're, we're we're shooting this before shooting this. Makes it sound very dramatic, doesn't it? We are recording this. <laughs> we're shooting this. We're on set before yep. before yep. the team news, before Neil comes out of his, the best team news in the world, which apparently is what scouts call it, which, you know, is fair enough. Um, but yes. Clickbait, Mark. Clickbait. Yeah, clickbait, of course. Uh, very good team news from Neil and Fancy Football Scout. And he'll be talking about whether Mitrovic is going to be missing this week or not. But, you know, we've got to look at replacements, I guess. But the data's quite interesting on that, isn't it? There's there's some contenders, but I'm less inclined to look at alternative forwards than I am alternative midfielders, let's put it that way. He's always late as well. Neil, he's a, Neil. He's a diva like you are. Yeah. Well, he's the, a busy all man. The ge- all the geniuses are, are divas these days. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right, we've got loads to talk about. Let's get into it. Before we do, uh, a word from our sponsor for this episode, which is, of course, uh, NordVPN. Uh, NordVPN I mean I'm still using it I think it's great you're still watching your Colombo series as we oh, mention every yes. every week every week yep <laughs> uh, if you don't know what a VPN is basically it's a great way to protect yourself uh, online it's also a great way to access other countries sort of domains and TV shows and Netflixes which is exactly what Mark is, is doing you can check out like the Japanese Netflix USA other countries 59 countries uh, that you can sort of tap into um, the big boost about it is, is people uh, watch what you do online or can watch what you do online, particularly if you're using like public Wi-Fi. So use a VPN, protect yourself and stop everyone kind of monitoring and spying on all your password entries and all that kind of stuff. Uh, with NordVPN, you've got threat protection, protection for malicious websites, ads, malware and trackers. Ads are really stressing me out. You know when you send a message on someone on WhatsApp, Mm. All of like your ads like are about a certain oh yeah thing, yeah yeah something yeah. like that well this it would block that as well yeah well that message about anal beads went badly for you <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah, exactly whenever we do a show like this and we talk about that you know yeah. some of the some of the ads I get are absolutely terrible um, you get a thirty day money back guarantee uh, exclusive deal using our code which is uh, nordvpn.com forward slash scout four months free with a two year plan 
It's the leading VPN service. It, I mean, it just is the best one. So if you care about your internet security, uh, do give it a try. Three packages, standard plus and complete, starting as little as £2.40 a month. Very good job, Asana. Who doesn't care about internet security? I wouldn't want my team hacked, although 5.5 million in the world, it might be a small mercy if it was, maybe, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe it has. Maybe, maybe, maybe people, that's exactly what's happened. People probably think that, but unlike SWAT from last season, I haven't got that excuse. And probably unlike SWAT, I'm not going to recover either, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, let's start with your game week. Uh, 69 points. Yeah. I think for some, but not for you, Mark. No, I mean, it looked all right when Boeing got his haul. And I, I didn't, I tried to do the match of the day challenge with the West Ham game. But uh, you managed to text me uh, that Bowen had got me 14 points before I'd managed to watch the game back. So thanks for that, as ruining that little experiment that I had ready to go. Um, but I was obviously pleased with the Bowen return. I needed it. And so I went into um, I went into Monday night thinking, or Sunday rather, thinking everything was going to be all right. I was well placed after Saturday. Uh, but yeah, disastrous. I mean, I went against Harlem for the captaincy, got punished. I mean, two decisions, right? The team looks all right on paper. Just for mm. the podcast, it's Ryan goal, got the clean sheet. Trent, zero. Perisic, one. James, two. Zaha, two. De Bruyne, captain, 16. Bowen, 14. Martinelli, four. Mitrovic, zero points, got the booking and the injury. Haaland, 23, of course, and Tony, one. 69 points. Two decisions I made. Two decisions I made was playing Perisic over Trippier and yep. going De Bruyne, captain over Haaland. Both made Saturday morning, deliberating, obviously. My thinking on Perisic and Trippier was they're both going to concede anyway, which was correct. And so I went with a player that I considered to have the greater attacking threat. And I do consider Perisic to be a more of an attacking threat than Trippier, regardless of who they're playing, because Perisic is a wingback, Trippier is not. Mm. Perisic is a more natural attacking player than Trippier. They both, you know, okay, Trippier's got free kicks, but Perisic has got corners and set pieces. So I went for Perisic. He got a point. Trippier could have got a point, but of course he got subbed off just before they conceded. Trippier owners got the luck. It went against me six points. All right, damage done. Then the next day, I went De Bruyne over Haaland because I I got I got the captaincy right last week with Kane over Haaland, and I got a bit cocky and thought, you know what, De Bruyne has outscored Haaland twice already this season in matches he's played. I think it was Bournemouth and Wolves. Why couldn't he do it again? It could be a tight game. I predicted two one City. Thought it would be tight, and in that scenario, I thought De Bruyne could outscore Haaland. If you'd have told me City are going to score six goals, there's no way I'd have done it. Mm. But I just didn't expect six goals against United. I just didn't expect what I saw. And the minute the goals started going in, I knew I'd made a mistake. And yeah, got punished. Yeah, there you go. Two decisions, both wrong, bad outcomes, whatever you want to call it. But with those points, I would have had 91, which would have mm. been a lot better, right? So. Do you, want, do you want my my feedback? Your take, yeah. Give me give me my your take. feedback. Make it ruthless and hard hitting. <laughs> I can take it. Yeah. Well, Perisic over Trippier is was a 50-50 call, right? Yeah. I, I will come onto my team in a sec. Mm. I, I I don't think there was a lot in it, especially when you had Mitrovic and you you had the kind of you, you had the clashes on both sides anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't like yeah. you could go for the ceiling, the high ceiling one. Mm. Um, Trippier's just a bit of a. I mean, I can't remember too many defenders who a team scores. How many did Newcastle get? Three, four. And for him to still still get, got two bonus, yeah. To still get two yeah. bonus, I mean that is that's pretty impressive. I can also never remember a manager taking three defenders off in one go. No, and, and then them conceding. First time a few he's been subbed later. this season. Never been subbed so far until that match. Unbelievable. I can see why they they were four one up, right? So four 0 up. Yeah. I? But I was I was I was in the car with a friend of mine. He had double Newcastle defence, Cher and and Trippier, 
and they concede and we're both kind of swearing. And I look back and I was like, he's taken them both off <laughs> two minutes oh before. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. So that, that one, that one I get. De Bruyne over Haaland. I mean, I was listening to you on, on, on the Scout uh, members video with, with Andy. I, I just can't understand that. I just, I just, no. I, I, mean, I, get, I get, I get your point about it being tough. If it was players from a different team, like if you'd gone for, I don't know, a Bowen or a Madison or someone, you know, and just thought, okay, that game's going to be tight. So I'm going to go for a game which has got more goals in. I can, but if City win 1-0 and it's still a tight game, you'd still expect that goal to be Haaland. Yeah, but my my theory is that, um, you know, De Bruyne and Haaland are, when he set up two of his goals, let's not forget mm. that, right? So he got a hat-trick, but two of them were set up by De Bruyne. So there was only one goal he scored where De Bruyne didn't also get a return. So you can say in a 1-0, Haaland would score, but there's a chance that De Bruyne gets the assist. Of, of all the City players, De Bruyne has got, it seems, the best link with Haaland, perhaps predictably. So I would argue that even in a 1-0, there's a chance De Bruyne would get something. I did say last episode that I wouldn't captain anyone but Haaland, and if I personally was going to bet against him, it would be with a De Bruyne. I did mm. say that last week. So I didn't give bad advice, because hopefully everyone captained Haaland who listened to Black Box, right? Because we said, <laughs> didn't we? We looked at Salah, we looked at everybody else, and we said Haaland. And then I did say, I did set it up and say, well, if I was going to go against it, I'd go De Bruyne. And um, yeah, it's just me chasing it, right? So I'm not, you know, it's funny on Twitter, right? People on Twitter want you to say, I was wrong and you're right. That's what they want you to say, right? Mm. And I'm quite happy to say that was a wrong call and I was wrong. But sometimes the relentless quest for people to make you say it is quite (laughs) difficult to take. Like you get Mm. so many people coming to go, why did you do that? What were you thinking there? Can you explain that? And it's like, what you want me to say is I've got no effing idea what I'm doing and it was a mistake. Right? Is that, does that make you happy? Would that make you leave me alone? So it's, it's a little bit like that. Like I, I know it's a mistake, but it was made, you know, because I'm 5.5 million in the world um, and I'm chasing and I'm trying too hard and I'm stretching and I am pushing and I shouldn't push. Totally get it. But I'm human and that is what managers do at 5.5 million in the world. They take more risks than you would do if you were 500k in the world. I apologise, but that's FBL. That's what happens. And even experienced managers like me make mistakes like that, where it's human nature. You're going to go, I need to push. I need to push. I'm going to do that. It's a mistake. And I say I was wrong. Quite happy to say it. But I do sometimes wonder why people who go after me for things like that don't see what I've done. Of course they can see what I'm doing. And of course they know it's a mistake. I don't need it pointed out to me. I kind of know after 16 years playing the game. Right? Well, I guess the, 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 the argument is, is that you're not playing your natural like game to, well, to, you don't. to, to, mac- to maximize. Yeah. But I, I, it's hard I've to. been, it's hard I've to. been not, I, I mean, I haven't been when you are, because <laughs> you're, you're really <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've been, I've, I've struggled a lot more than you have over the years because you are a better field manager than me historically, well, and I've been down in the 800, <laughs> not 900, since we've 1 done million this show, marks. Have I really? But, but yeah, I mean, I I I learned after three or four seasons that doing things like what you're doing makes it worse, and and it does. I mean, I've managed to claw my way up to 1.2 million by playing relatively sensibly, bringing in Madison ahead of good fixtures, bringing in you know go captaining Harland, you know, not worrying too much about rotation, just doing quite simple things. And I'm not flying. I'm not going to try and lecture you at all. But I think that's that's the problem people have is they see you doing things purely to be different and not doing what you would normally yeah, do. Like if your no, if your if your no, rank was one hundred thousand, there's no way I'd have done it differently. No, no well, exactly. That's, that's that's the difficult so, thing. So what I'm saying is, right? Just when someone's made a mistake, why do people go after them relentlessly mm. to make them admit it was a mistake? It's like 
just leave it alone. They know, don't they? They know. <laughs> I know. I knew when Haaland got... I mean, to be fair as well, I saw the gap between De Bruyne and Haaland at maybe, maybe one return, I thought. Mm. right? Because I thought 2-1 two one, two one to City. If De Bruyne beats Haaland, it's by one return. If Haaland beats De Bruyne, it's by one return. It wasn't. It was by five returns to two. So let's not forget Haaland got a hat-trick and two assists, which... It's extreme. It is even for Haaland. It's extreme. He he might not do that again this season. It seems weird to say that because he could no. do it again. But in most players' cases, you would say they're never going to do that again this season. But he could, right? But I was punished hard, pretty hard. And when you look at the Trippier decision as well, that was unlucky because he got subbed off. So I could have got away with that one. And the Haaland one was punished in quite extreme. Like, I expected, I mean, maybe I should have thought Haaland's going to beat De Bruyne, but by by five returns to two, that mm. was a big margin. So, but what I'm saying is, on Twitter, people don't need it, need people going after them, going, it's almost like, we want you to admit it, we want you to admit it, we want you to explain. And it's like, just leave people alone, right? They, they're probably like <laughs> licking their wounds. Because like I was like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Mm. I know why I've done it. I was pushing, shouldn't have done it. I don't need to go on social media and justify it. So don't come after people. Don't go on a witch hunt until they're saying that. In the end, I did because I, I thought, well, but I'm going to have to explain it, aren't I? Mm. And admit a mistake. But yeah, it's fair enough, though. Yeah, I'm five million in the world. I'm going to push harder than I would if I wasn't ranked there. And I'm not going to play my natural game because I've never been five million in the world in game week nine. So I'm doing things I wouldn't normally do. Am I going to stop? I'm going to try, right? But I'm not going to stay, sit here now and go, I'm not going to make another mistake all season. I probably will. Of course I will. No, I'm a, yeah. I mean, I, I completely get you. I mean, it's a merciless place on Twitter and, and mm. I, I I had a decent week and I avoided it because some quite smug people out there posting big scores and ranks and all that kind of stuff and I can just kind of do it, do without, do without all that. I try not. To, I mean, I might do that occasionally, but I, I try not to not to do it because it's especially when you've had a bad week or someone's had a bad week, then it's 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 difficult. Yeah, I mean, I I guess people are just trying to understand the way you're playing, right? Yeah, just trying yeah. to understand kind of. I, I I don't think. I mean, there are people out there who are being like nasty because there always are. But some of the comments and 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 things I see are people just trying to work out why you are doing decisions and, and they're asking those questions before that. the results. As well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. It's just when it comes after the results, it's like, no, no, come yeah. on, it's like, of course, oh, well, of course. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, like if they, if they, I mean, I don't, I didn't post my things, I was out again, but it's like, yeah, I, I get it, and 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 I think, but you only got to look at my rank to see why I'm doing things differently. It's very hard to play your normal game when things have gone against you or you've made some mistakes, and then you end up chasing those mistakes and you make more mistakes. Of course, I still think some of the things I've done weren't mistakes. I still say going Son over Salah game week one was just bad luck. I don't think that was a massive mistake. In terms of EO, mm. it was because I didn't go with effective ownership. I went against it, not consciously. I did think Son could outscore Salah. And, you know, game for game now, there's not much in it. But I, it didn't happen game week one. Salah got the returns and Son didn't. Then after that, I started chasing and chasing and chasing, I guess. And I've just had one bag out, outcome after another and now I'm making errors chasing it. I know why. And, and in a way, this show is about that. This show is about if you make a mistake and you fail, that's fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just get better, right? Learn from it and get better. And I will, right? So there you go. I'm a one-man endorsement for Black Box Theory in that respect. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And come back as a come back as a strong man. That was the whole idea of, of, of setting this thing up, which was when I had a terrible season and then we came back. I mean, just to put Carlin into, into perspective, though, I mean, he's, he's had three hat-tricks <laughs> now. 
He's he's the fastest player by about 36 games. I think Michael Owen was was next to get the three hat-tricks. Um, he's five goals away from the golden boot last year. He's five that's, more goals in Oh, that's, in the I had, oh God. Re- really? Uh, that? Yeah. That, uh, you need to pause so, so, and just so, so, consider that. <laughs> Song won it last year, didn't he? That is crazy, um, isn't it? That is absolutely crazy. Like, I mean, like, what do you think he's going to do? Do you think he's going to do 40 Premier League goals? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just can't, I can't see him slowing down. I, he will slow down a bit, but he's not going to slow down enough. Like he's, I mean, at the moment, if he carries on his scoring rate, he'll get 66. He's not going to get 66 no, no. goals, but he'll get 40. Oh, I, I just the, can't see any way he won't get 40. I'll tell you what's interesting as well. We, he stayed on. He got the 90 minutes. Mm. Like when, I couldn't believe it. De Bruyne went off after 70. This is the other thing that when I go against Haaland, I was thinking, at the start of the season, I was thinking, if you go against Haaland, at least Haaland's going to go off after 65, 75 minutes. He's not, though, is he? He's staying on. Pep's leaving him on, even when he's got a Champions League game next. I know. And that's what I don't understand. I, I just didn't see that coming at all. And that's another thing that's going to feed into his total goal tally, is that he's not getting rested in any way in games. He's getting his rest in the game because he's not getting involved in the build-up, I guess. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Absolute, uh, abs- yeah. Absolutely crazy. Yep. Uh, let's talk about my team. I'm sure you want to see, I'm sure let's, you want to see let's this. Let's go around this, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you did well, didn't uh, you? You did well. Yeah, good week. I mean, I, I went for Ward. Uh, I went for Henderson over Ward, despite saying I was, I have showed Ward on the team last week. And then a certain Nottingham Forest fan taught me, taught me into playing him. Um, oh, I blame him. Don't I blame mention, him entirely. Mention yeah, Forest, but yeah, go on. I thought they'd both, I, like, you, like you kind of, like we kind of discussed though, in the end, I kind of thought they probably will both concede and I'll go for the one with the slightly bigger ceiling. But in the end, you know, seven points, quite, it's a lot, you know, but that's the only thing I'll complain about. The rest of the team was, was good. I played Trippier uh, with seven, Trent and James. And then I had Foden with 19. I mean, a hat trick. I was, Talk about not expecting anything from Haaland in that game or a massive score from Haaland. I was not expecting a Phil Foden hat-trick <laughs> at the Etihad. Um, and the, the story is, I, I, went to, I went to the pub uh, and I was running a bit late and I sent a message and said, oh, I'll miss, um, I'll miss Foden's uh, first goal, but I'll be there for the brace. I know, I and can't I believe mi- you called it. I, I, mi- I missed his first goal and then got there and, and he scored two. Incredible. Uh, Madison with 18. I mean, he's looking for a spot on my wall now, which would be amazing because as everyone knows, he's my favourite player. He just is brilliant, isn't he? He's just playing absolutely phenomenally, massively wow. overperforming on his XG. But mm. my God, he's he just is, he's, you know, without him, that Leicester team would be in big trouble. Well, totally. So, that's what I was going to say. He is, he is yeah. basically doing what Gerard did for Liverpool when they had bad games when they weren't playing well. He's dragging them through games, right? And they did play mm. well against Forest, but he is so dominant now in that team whereas before he was sharing the line like with Tiedemans and, and Vardy um, to a certain extent Barnes now he's he's levels above them isn't he um, yeah. they've come down and a level and he's gone up right? Well, he's, and he's, 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 he's just got to go to Qatar he just has to be on, on the plane like we are, we are crying we're desperate for that creativity in the middle of the park and if, if Southgate doesn't take him then I just despair and he probably won't because Jordan Henderson will probably go Anyway, well, uh, it's like the Trent Trippier <laughs> argument, right? Don't get that either. Oh, no, nor do I. Uh, Marcelo with four, Pascal Gross with two. I mean, you know, it's a bit disappointing. I mean, I, 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 I did get that Brighton prediction right. I knew there'd be goals in it. 
Um, Gross's stats were awful, but I watched the highlights. He was actually still playing advanced. He was lurking in kind of dangerous areas. The ball just wasn't really falling to him and it was just the, the Trossard show. But a bit disappointing when you, you know, you play Gross and don't get anything and then another player in the team gets, gets everything. Um, but yeah, amazing, amazing game, amazing first match for, for Deserby. And yeah, hopefully we can um, build on that and, and continue. Uh, and then Haaland with the captaincy 46, came with six. And then Mitrovic with a zero. But my big, my biggest um, problem was on my bench, which was Diaz, mm. zero. And I don't know what to do with him. So Play we'll tonight as well. The end. Play tonight. Yeah. Probably going to be we'll out for Southampton then, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Five, five centre-backs they've got there. So he is a problem. So I probably mm. will need to address that. But yeah, 105 points, 1.6 million rank increase. Let's move or whatever the kids say. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> we, whatever no, it is. No, you're doing very well. And I think, you know, what you posted on Twitter about, you know, you can captain Haaland and still make up ground. And you absolutely can. But this is a week where Foden got a hat-trick um, mm. and, and Madison got a brace, right? So it, 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 this, it's not every week we get that, right? So there will be weeks where you captain Haaland and then you struggle to make up ground because we're not getting four hat-tricks in a game week, which is what we got this week. So it was, judging how to play the season... Based on the weekend we just saw, I'm, I'm not having it. I think let's let's have a few average game weeks and then make a call on whether the Harlan captaincy make things dull because I think it mm. I think it does a little bit. It, I mean, if you if you captain Harlan and played Trippier though, you'd be on a yeah, big I'll be green, on ninety one. Yeah, yeah, decent green. Yeah, be... yeah, but I'll be on a decent green because some people captain Salah. Is that mm. going to happen ever again? This is what I mean. Like this is a game week where some of the player base, including some of the best players, went with Salah. So that's why by captaining Haaland and getting one of the players that got a hat-trick, you made up ground. Now, next week, are, there, are those people who captain Salah this week going to go against Haaland? Probably not. Are they going to go Haaland again, against Haaland ever again? Probably not. So, mm. like I say, you will make up ground in a game week where Salah's a factor, but how often is Salah going to be a factor for the captaincy now? He will be again, Oof. but don't know when. Game week 12. For, for- yeah, I mean, four players in the great and the good went, st- went against uh, mm. Haaland. That was yourself. Uh, Magnus, also with De Bruyne captain. Uh, Slippers went for Salah. Uh, and Praz, a very rare misstep uh, for Praz. Everyone else went, went, for, um, went for Haaland. Um, some big moves around, though. You know, for, you know, for a lot of people, like quite a few of us in the, in the 100 club, in the great and the good. Um, FPL Matthew, Finn. I mean, Finn Salih. If he carries on with the rate he's going, he's going to overtake um, Fabio in the in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, fewer seasons, but more consistent with his finishes. Yeah, yeah, un, un, unbelievable. Um, what Gray had done for us is look at our immediate transfer successes, um, and at oh. bottom of the pile of that is is slippers minus nine. If he needs to stop making transfers. And to think 20,000 uh, people tune in for his deadline stream to get that advice. Anyway, I shouldn't knock Andy. He's had a bad week. So, no, sorry, sorry, Andy. Uh, so far as well, only seven. Uh, surprising from him because he is like the kind of wise uncle of, of FPL. Um, I see him as. And yeah, and that's, that's low. Uh, yourself with 25, uh, not to brag, 74 for me. Yeah, I mean, does can- that just... Can Does I, that just basically show how crap my earlier team was, though? That's, that's maybe. The main and thing. can I just say, Greyhead, if you're listening, I did ask you to pick out a new stat every week. What I didn't tell you is, if as is top of that stat, try and find another stat. Okay? Can you just get that clear, Greyhead? How, right? how, how am I top of captains and immediate transfer success out of the whole great and good league, and yet I'm third from bottom? 
It's a so mystery depressing. that I have no intention of investigating, to be no. honest. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. I think we <laughs> we did the what if what if um, chest mm. and your team early, and you were top of that then, weren't you? So it's carrying on. So effectively, yeah, your game week one team was awful. Is basically yeah. Can yeah, we just go with that? Is that all right? I, I think let's let's go with that. I yeah. think that's that's perfectly perfectly well summarised. Uh, let's take a look at the ticker between now and game week sixteen. So when you're planning your transfers, who are the kind of teams you want to be targeting? Palace right at the top. Finally done with all their awful fixtures. It's a sea of blue now. Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Forest. That's a great run, isn't it? It's a brilliant run. Um, I look at all those teams and think Palace can score against them, basically. Mm. Well, probably West Ham away is probably the hardest game there in terms of their ability to score, I would say. So... Um, they're a, they're a funny side, Palace. They're hard to predict. They've got some, they've got some players that mean they could win games 4-0. They're really good attacking players, but they probably won't. They'll probably win these. If they're going to win, they'll probably win by the odd goal and it'll be 1-0, one, 2-0, one 2-1. Two two but they've got, they've got potential in these fixtures to get big scores, right? So, mm. you know, we'll see. Yep. Uh, Everton, a third. Playing well, doing well. You know, a lot of people kind of had written them off, but they they made some smart signings, Sarkowski and, and Cody. Uh, he was described, I believe, as Garth Crooks as having the instinct of a like elite finisher or something. Connor Cody, Cody. Cody. Oh, yeah. Well, Garth Crooks, as we know, is one of the best pundits in the land, right? So, you know, absolutely. Yeah, really, really rate him. Um, but it's it's a good run of fixtures again for Everton. You have got United and, and Spurs, but then it's Newcastle, Palace, Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth. I do wonder if, if Everton defenders could, could come onto our radar a bit. Pickford, for example, in goal, we'll probably talk about him. One of the centre-backs, um, you know, they've got Mopay up, up top, who might present an, an interesting kind of differential for all of my reservations about him. Um, but yeah, interesting to see Everton kind of doing, having a good start. I think they've conceded the least goals um, in the mm. league this year, Everton as well. So, I mean, that is not something I'd associate with a Frank Lampard um, set up and team, but clearly something is, is working. Uh, down the other end, though, some interesting teams. I mean, Liverpool, City and Arsenal all in the bottom four. City and Arsenal have got that blank, which kind of does, does skew it a bit. I mean, City comes straight out of that blank with Brighton at home, Leicester and Fulham, and then Brentford. I mean, it's three home games in four mm. uh, for them. So I would advise people not to be selling their City attackers, I think. Um, defenders, okay, with Liverpool, then a blank, but I'll, I'll be keeping Foden and, and Haaland for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it's different for me because I've got De Bruyne and I think that I probably will move De Bruyne out for Son in game week 11 to get, um, you know, to get Son at home to Everton because I think that's a, a good fixture mm. to have Son for. And with the idea that De Bruyne probably doesn't come back and I move to some of the mid-priced midfielders that we're going to look at yeah. later on. But if I had Foden, yeah, I probably would consider carrying him through and benching him, yeah, game week 12, I guess. Depends on how many Arsenal and City players you've got, of course. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, mm. Yeah, and I mean Arsenal as well. I mean they've got Leeds in eleven, and then a blank. Then it's Southampton, Forest. So it's a good, a good two fixtures for them. So mm. I, again, I, I kind of feel like if you if you wildcarded last week, you probably ditched them all. But now you're getting to a point in which you might want to keep some of these these guys, and we'll, we'll talk about a bit more about some of the assets uh, going forward. Um, any other teams you want to mention here? What should we? Well, just on? that Forest are only one of two teams with two red fixtures. They've got Liverpool and Arsenal, and the form Forest are in. It's horrible, isn't it? We've we've got to get points in the next two or three games. Otherwise, we're you know, we're going to be threatening to be adrift. And that, um, yeah, I don't blame you, 
drinking when Forrest, I've mentioned, to be honest. I need a drink. He's not non-alcoholic tonight. Well, I need alcoholic drinks when I'm talking about Forrest at the moment. Yeah, Cooper survived. I did say last week, didn't I? Someone put a clip of it out. I said, that Cooper will be fine. The only scenario where Cooper could be in trouble is if we lost 4-0 and nothing changed. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's more or less what happened, wasn't it? I mean, it looked like a team of players who have never played together before playing football. And that is kind of what we expected. But I trying to gel that many players, you know, it's, it's all everyone talks about, but yeah. they just didn't look like a team, did they? They, no. they just, they've got, they've got some, in, like um, Brennan Johnson did a great run. He, in the middle. Good. he looked good in the game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, West Leicester were lucky to keep a clean sheet, really. I mean, there was two good chances for, for Forrest in that mm. match. But generally speaking, Leicester were were very comfortable. Play played yeah. really well. I mean, Forest aren't going to get any points if they play like that. No points at all. Ever. Not if they play like that. Not if they play like right. that. Okay, thanks, Naz. Put it this way: <laughs> I'm not going to the Brighton Forest game. I'm pretty pleased I'm not. I don't want to be yeah. sitting with you, your mum, your dad, <laughs> your girlfriend, watching my team lose to your team. That would be. On top of being 5.5 million in the world, that'd be humiliation going a little bit too far, perhaps, I think. So I'm pretty glad I'm not going now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, will will Cooper be in charge then? I mean, it's it's a real battle for you this week against Villa, who are also awful. Yeah. Uh, I I might add, um, I watched that Leeds-Villa game in the pub. I didn't think a game could be worse than Villa-Southampton. And I think that Leeds game was was close. Now... Because there was... Nothing. Much no, as, no I, much as I la- love Adam Hopcroft, I've got to say, Gerard has turned Villa into a horrible team he to has. watch. Yeah. They're, they're a horrible team to watch. Mm. And I feel for Adam because I'm, I'm sure he doesn't want his team to be like that or nor do any Villa fans. And it's a shame because I like Villa. I like Villa more under Dean Smith, despite the dispute, you know, despite the emails and the DMs <laughs> right, that he used to send me. Um, I preferred Villa under Dean Smith. I thought they were better. Obviously, they had Grealish then, but I just think under Gerard, they're so... Dull, pragmatic, a little bit nasty. I don't know. They're just a, they're not a they're not a nice team to watch. And so, yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, the Forest Villa game. Yeah, it's just sucked all the creativity and 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 fun out out, out of the team. And they've got fun, creative players. You know, they've got Buendia and and Coutinho in there, and you know, and Watkins and Ings and you know, Bailey. I mean, these are these yeah. are exciting players yeah. to watch on their day. And there's nothing. And that game was just so. Bad tempered and bitty, and oh, I just mm. yeah, I can't, I couldn't stand it. So, and Jesse Marsh yeah. was only blaming one thing for that, and that was Villa, wasn't it? So, yeah, maybe yeah. he's right. I mean, Le- Le- Leeds, were, Le- Leeds were worse than Villa in that game, though. They were just well, they've oh, got they're... history, these two teams got history, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But, I, I felt that Leeds' game plan was just to kick lumps out of Villa in that match, and then Villa just kind of got down to the same level as them. Um, that's my take on it. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, anyway, let's have a look at some data. Uh, team data attack. We've got Man City at the top, uh, 2.19. Oh my God, XG non penalty per 90 of 2.919. Uh, crazy high. Uh, next is Arsenal, 1.97. Next is Liverpool, uh, 1.88. And then it's Newcastle, 
They've climbed up, um, thanks to the red card probably from Fulham. 1.72, and then it drops down to Spurs uh, in 1.56. I'm surprised Spurs are in fifth, because did you know they've had the their 19th in the league for progressive passes into the final third? Okay, okay. Well, that's not so, stopping them creating chances, obviously. No, it's interesting though. They're obviously creating good chances, like but not a regular amount of of, of chances. I mean, big chance per ninety of two point one three. It's all right. Um, mm. Is all right. A chance per ninety of fourteen point three eight is 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 okay. But I was I was interested by that stat. They they just seem to be reluctant to get the ball forward um, at times. And Kane is doing his dropping deep thing and spraying passes around. Son, we thought was back and didn't really look on it against Arsenal, subbed again. Kulazewski's out. I think he makes a massive difference yeah. in the balance of that side. Perisic, Royale was awful. Again, I don't know. There's... They're crying out, about, they're crying out for them. Jed Spence. That's what it is, but they're not going to play. Yeah, um, yeah no. I mean, I guess One so. One minute I mean, he's played. Yeah, against <laughs> Forest. Um, Tottenham, <laughs> Liverpool, Arsenal, City are in the top five. They're probably where we'd expect them to be around the top five or six, right? Those teams. Newcastle surprising mm. fourth, although they've kicked on um, from from last season under how Leeds six is probably the biggest surprise because I thought they would struggle. Um, mm. 1.44 XG on penalty per 90. And then Brighton, yeah, I mean, their attacking stats are a lot higher than we'd expect and we think that's going to get better, right, under under your new manager. Yeah, I mean, no surprise here, really, until you get down to West Ham, who we'd expect to load more from, as we've said. Mm. I think they will get better. I've said this last week, and Bowen might spark now. He's got his goal. And, you know, obviously that goal he scored was one of a confident player, that that type of goal he scored. So I I think the West Ham could and should improve from that. Other than that, you know, it, Chelsea in 11th is probably the other big surprise. 1.17 XG on penalty per 90. That's low. Low for a side that mm. we would consider nailed on for a top six finish. Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest team that surprises me here other than West Ham is, is probably Fulham uh, down in 19th because it doesn't really look like Silva's changed the style of, of how they were in the championship too much. Mitrovic has obviously been the focal point and they've looked quite good in a lot of games, but, you know, they, they are struggling to create to create chances still. And they're relying on him to, to convert when, uh, when he does. I mean, if he is out for a prolonged period of time, we've got no idea at the moment at the time of recording or shooting, as you like to call it, uh, you know, what, what, uh, what the extent of that injury is, but if it's, if it's going to be three or four weeks, you've got to think that's going to really suffer in that time. Yeah, Absolutely massive. huge. Yeah. There's, um, there's so little to choose between the teams. Like when you look at 12th mm. down to 20th low, not much in other than the Bournemouth stat. Well, Bournemouth are, are so so far adrift. If, if you're if you're looking at stats and which defenders to start against teams, I mean, it's it's Ward this week again against Bournemouth, for example. Um, and you know, Bournemouth with an XG non-penalty per ninety of zero point four six is is half of what Fulham's is. But look 19. at that! Only six chances a match. Like yeah. so, Man City are having three, or Liverpool are having three times the volume of shots than that Bournemouth are having. Um, yeah, I mean, we expected them not to be an attacking team I did anyway but not cut adrift as much as they are so yeah I mean they're a team to target aren't they in terms of like looking for clean sheets Gotta be. yeah and are they a team to target with Solanke that's people still are still going on about Dominic Solanke we, we tried to put that to death last last week didn't we but you know he's still still looking around uh, not one that I'm I'm looking at uh, let's take a look at defence uh, Man City top of this as well I mean <laughs> tells you all you need doesn't it <laughs> best Best attack, best defence by by considerable margin. Uh, 0.61, expected goal, non-penalty per 90. I mean, they are switching around their centre-backs 
you know, they are, they did concede a couple of goals United, but the game was, was kind of already over by that point. Um, sometimes, you know, it's been like this a few times with Pep. I do feel like sometimes if you get at them, you can just, you, you can't, you only need a couple of chances against them to create or, or to score. They do, they keep a lot of clean sheets, but teams like Southampton, for example, do often find a way to kind of find a goal against them. You know, Palace scored two. They haven't kept too many clean sheets um, uh, this season, but the underlying stats are still, are still yeah, good. still strong. Still strong. Uh, then it's Arsenal. Then it's West Ham um, in third. The, 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 the fixtures are good. The defensive the data's good. The likes of Zuma, Creswell. I mean, I've got bloody, what's his name? Uh, he's not playing. Emerson. <laughs> he'd be perfect. Emerson, yeah, he'd be perfect. I mean, you uh, can't but, even remember his name. How do you expect him to get you any points? You know, know you've got to, you've got to be more of a man manager than this, right? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying the Conte approach of, of saying, you know, I'm not going to play him. I don't want to lose uh, like, he'd, like, like Conte did with Doherty, yeah. which I thought was a bit... Clever, is it? But no, yeah, probably not. not sure about that. No. Uh, Newcastle in fourth, though, and then Liverpool, surprisingly, in fifth. I mean, given that every game I see of Liverpool, it looks like they're going to concede yeah. <laughs> to be fifth on this list. 2.43 big chances per game. So like in terms yeah. of Opta's classification of what a big chance is, they're conceding a lot. But it's the same as Chelsea as well. Um, mm. You know, Forest 2.5, only just were a little bit worse than Liverpool and Chelsea for that stat. So... It's surprising, isn't it, with those two defences that they've given up many, mm. as many big chances as they have. But yeah, that, that's what we've seen with our eyes, right? We've seen them give up chances. Yep. Uh, in sixth is Wolves. We haven't mentioned yet, but obviously Bruno Lager has been binned off. Um, they've got awful attacking stats, decent defensive stats, uh, which is kind of carried on from last season, really, except for the beginning of last season, they were picking up some points. That kind of went off, you know, off the grid towards the end of last season. That's carried on this season. And these given his marching orders I don't think many Wolves fans are going to be too mm. upset about um, they spent a lot of money they just can't create chances and you know they, they, they look like they've got problems I mean who's going to come in for Wolves do you reckon I don't know who the names are be. I mean I presume no. it's going to be Portuguese but I don't know <laughs> no I don't know but he's going to have to speak Portuguese let's face it but yeah it, it's difficult it's going to be a foreign manager I imagine it's, uh, they're not going to go for Sean Dyche or someone like that are they so um yeah, I mean, is he going to transform them? Well, with the options they've got up front, I don't know. Costa's their only fit striker, and is he going to be able to produce it? Going to Chelsea this week, that's going to be interesting. Is Costa going to start? So um, we'll have to see. So, there's there's only one manager who is kind of even being linked with them, and that's um, Lopetegu, right. the former Spain and Real Madrid uh, manager. He's 1-5, to five, so he's like massively odds-on favourite. Right. Yeah. Um, Via Boas is being linked as well, but he's right down in 16 to 1. So the, the bookies are pretty confident that Lopetegu is going to come in. Well, we'll um, have to look at him if that happens, right? And I, I'll have to do my full, my full Zerbi analysis on Well, you, on you better do, because after doing that, everyone would accuse you of being biased otherwise. <laughs> so, like he, I say. He's, he's, he's the one that was about to take Spain into a tournament, wasn't he? And then he got the Real Madrid job and he got sacked. Yes, I think that's the case, yes. Yeah. Interesting character. And like I say, if, when yeah, Big Sam yeah. takes over at Forest, you better do the, the hard I work. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Looking forward. Oh, well, I, honestly, when I'm going to bore you senseless. I'm joking, <laughs> but I, I really hope I'm joking. There's no way we'd get... No. I don't, no, no. Who was it you were linked with? Um, there was someone. Rafa, Rafa Benitez. Rafa, Rafa Benitez. That's it. Mm. God, oh, don't. <laughs> I don't mind Rafa. What's, what? When did Rafa become a bad man? He's probably yeah, he passed his best. But anyway, what am I saying? I want Steve to stay, of course. Right? Yeah. So, okay, yeah. Mark saying he wants Benitez in. It's, no, I don't. That's, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other end of this list. I mean, you've got we've got uh, Fulham right at the bottom 
uh, which is again uh, quite telling. Uh, team to target, I think, for for teams playing them. I think we kind of had that at the start of the season, but then we saw some quite good performances from them, and they kind of went away from that whipping boy status. But I think you've got to be pretty confident if your attackers playing playing Fulham with these with these stats. Expected goal conceded on penalty per ninety of one point nine. Uh, which is again is is quite a lot worse than in the Crystal Palace in nineteenth, which is one point six eight. Palace in nineteenth, though we say every week, but you know mm. those those defensive numbers are not encouraging. But they have got an amazing run of fixtures now. So, you know, stats or stats or fixtures. Yeah, I I think. Take your pick. But they will they will climb this table. I would have thought. I I don't really get how they've transformed from being a top six defence to suddenly being plummeted to nineteenth. But it's the fixtures. What it isn't, I can tell you now, is the fact that they went down to 10 men at Anfield because, of course, they didn't. I've said this twice now and someone's pointed it out to me. It was Liverpool who went down to 10 men at Anfield. But if you watch the match, Liverpool absolutely dominated like it was the other way around, Mm. which is why I made that mistake. Another mistake that I'm confessing to tonight. This is a show of mistakes that I'm confessing to, isn't it, basically? But there you go. Yeah. At least the screens are working. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, I guess the only other uh, team to mention here is probably United in 17th. Mm. I mean, obviously they have they have just come off the back of that hammering and they've had a couple of those already uh, this season. But, you know, Varane um, is... is a, I, I just want to say something quickly on, on Varane. Don't like Go him. On. Right. Don't I, knew, like him. I knew you were going to follow that with I don't like him. I, I had a feeling that was... I knew that it was going to be an attack of some kind on a player. Don't like him. Right. Think he's, I, think he's, I think he's a great defender. I just think he's a luxury defender oh, who as soon oh. as something starts going wrong, he he calls it quits. Oh. I might be wrong. He might have a really bad injury and I apologise if he does, but it seems to happen a lot. You think he was like, are... I don't fancy this. We're getting thrashed. I'm going to go off. You, you, yeah. you, you, you think that? Yeah. And, I, and he's done it before and he's, he's done it for Madrid. He's done it for United in the past. I just don't think where United are, they can afford to have a player like that. They need... Like really, I look at Martinez for example. It's a that's a committed defender mm. to the cause. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, not a fan. Not a okay. fan of Iran. Mm, interesting. Right. Given, given his reputation and what he's won and stuff, I, I've expected mm. a lot more from him. Uh, I'll get slated for that in the chat. So that'd yep. be fun. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, keepers. Let's have a quick look at these. Um, again, he's kind of trying to work out which is which is the keeper to go for if you're thinking of, of making a change. Uh, Slippers went for the the Leicester goalkeeper double up of, of Warden's. Iverson and it, and it paid off kind of straight away he's still bottom of the list in terms of points per 90 with two <laughs> played uh, eight games got 16 points but you know I would say Leicester goalkeeper owners will be encouraged by yeah maybe by they kick on against your boys fixtures mm. as well are okay but I I think defensively they're still suspect even Forrest carved them open a couple of times so I yeah I don't I don't think you can you can go forward with Warden Everson with much confidence but you know he didn't have a bad game did he didn't have a bad game yeah. I mean, he made two two good saves in in situations in which mm. I thought Forrest were going to score. I mean, his, his second one for the header right near the end um, was was excellent. And you know, he's he's an international keeper for for Wales. I you know, I I, I liked him. It's why I started the season with him because whenever I've seen him play, I've always thought he was quite a decent keeper and hasn't shown it. But Rogers has really kept the faith with him, mm. so mm. might be that better things on the horizon uh, for him. Uh, looking at the top of the list, I mean, Pope is still number one points per ninety five. Obviously, though, those points have dried up since everyone's brought him in. He's had two good, two good fixtures uh, against Bournemouth and Fulham and hasn't kept a clean sheet in either, uh, which is typical. Uh, Jose Sarr is, is next, 4.88. Could be interesting, depending on who uh, Wolves kind of bring in, if Wolves manage to keep it tight. 
Uh, Sanchez is up there as well. I mean, you know, all, all the, there's not much in it between any of these defenders, really. I mean, which one would you go for? I don't know. You ask this question every week. Yeah, I'd have to have a look at fixtures. I'm quite happy with Raya, as I said. He's got he's second to Henderson on saves, 30 to 33, um, four points. But he's probably still the best four or five there. You could look at Melier, depending on fixtures. I'd have to, you know, we can go back to the ticker and have a look um, how, how Leeds is run. Look, Melier at four or five is always a good option due to the saves that he makes. Um, but even for you know uh, baseline bonus per ninety, Rayo has the edge there, seventeen point five to fifteen point six. So Melier not as strong on bonus as he was last season. So I think I, I, I still stick with Rayo. He's in my team, so I'm perhaps mm. unbiased, but their fixtures are still fairly good from what I can see, and it'll get yeah. you save points. That that's clear from the totals that we're seeing here. Thirty saves so far. Only Henderson with thirty three has had more. So yeah. I think it's out of Melier and uh, and Ray and myself at four five. I wouldn't go higher than four five at the moment. It's interesting though because because mine mine would be different. I, I would say it's between uh, Guaita with the fixtures mm. uh, in goal. Although you've been burnt by him, mm. <laughs> can't go there many again. times. Yeah, or, or Pickford. I like Pickford. Yeah, Pickford we mentioned well. last week. Yeah, mm. I mean, the, I, I'd have to have a good look at the fixtures. I don't know, I don't know if you can go back to Ticker and, and take a look at that, but Gator. The thing with Gator is seventeen saves is low, isn't it? From from seven yeah. games. So you, it's you, tough games as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, well, so when they concede, you're not going to get. You're not necessarily guaranteed a save point. Whereas with Melier and Mar and Raya, you would think a save point would get you the free at least, right? I mean, it's, it's not much, but it, it, when you're talking no. keeper points, it helps, right? Well, it's it's, it's really funny with saves because I never really know if it's good. If if a if a goalkeeper's making loads of saves, is that good? It means teams are getting loads of efforts in on goal, and they're more likely to concede. Like Henderson's con- had made the most saves, for example, and I've got him, but he only got one point because he got battered by by Leicester. Whereas I look at Greater and think they've had tough fixtures. Okay, he hasn't made many saves, but. Yeah, yeah. They've played a lot of the top sides and hasn't really had to do much. Maybe that's a sign they're going to keep lots yeah, of clean sheets. Yeah, could be, could be. But it's, it's, it's the number of low, it's a high number of low quality chances is what you want. So you mm. want a team yeah. that, that concedes yeah. a lot of shots, but at a reasonable level of XG that's not too high. That's the, and, and I know for a fact that Raya looks good for that because there's been some stuff posted on social and, and Raya stands out for Brentford allow shots, but the, the quality of those shots isn't always high quality. Therefore, he's going to, Lightly pull off a save, and that's that's the that's the that's the Nirvana, isn't that's that's what you're looking for. That's the sweet spot. The Nirvana of FPL goalkeepers. That is. I like to get my uh, I like to get my references to nineties uh, yeah. music in there. It's uh, nice. Uh, yeah, I'll try and drop enough one in. That's blatant. Please do. <laughs> I would I would I would try and help, but I no. can't say I'm too familiar no. with it, so I'll probably I'll probably won't bother. I'll just mess it up. Uh, defenders are next. Yeah, I mean, again, this is something we talk about each week, but. I'm disappointed by the kind of attacking output of, of the underlying stats on a lot of these defenders. You know, I mean, last year we had we had Trent, James, Cancelo, all with XGI non-penalties per 90, probably within the 0.5, maybe even pushing up to 0.6 mark for some of them. Um, this year, I mean, Trent is is 0.33, Perisic 0.36. Yeah, I mean, big at the back. It's, it's not great, know, is it? Not, no. Nah, there's not enough clean sheets and there's not enough attacking defenders to really justify it. No, I mean, I, obviously Trent is still the most likely and, you know, he got the free kick yesterday, last night that was sublime. Um, I expected more from Perisic than we're seeing. He did have a shot against Arsenal. He did have a good chance and he, he fluffed mm. his lines with that. And he, we, there was another scenario where he could have been put through by Richarlison and he wasn't. So Perisic is getting in some nice positions but not really getting the, getting the, the end product. Um, 
tight. You know, we're, we're going to, I mean, I'm going to hold Reese James, Trent and Perisic for a while yet. I'm not giving up on them as a source of attacking points. But yeah, the, the, the lack of clean sheets is not, is not great. It's not tidying us over in the meantime. Not what we expected from Liverpool and Chelsea uh, in particular uh, in terms of clean sheets. But I think it'll come. I think, you know, I think, I think they will get more reliable defensively. Uh, mm. And I think obviously we expect Trent, certainly Trent, to kick on at some point. Yeah, I mean, you look you look down this list, you look at, you're trying to find like a, a kind of an attacking, you know, sometimes you get like a random attacking defender for a, for a side. I just look down this list and think there's no one really that, that I like the look of. I mean, mm. you know, Zinchenko's right down in 18th, for example, 0.16. Um, you know, just Castagne's there. I mean, 0.16 again. Like you're, ju- you're just relying, whatever defender you bring in feels like you're, it's switched now. You are now relying on those clean sheets to come through. Well, it is. I mean, you, also there's no, you know, Creswell's not an option. Matty Cash no. isn't really an option. No. But there's no like mid-price mids that are in good defences or getting forward a lot that we can exactly. go to, right? And exactly. normally there's one or two of those. You've got eight Norway, but you're not going to go. He's not even a consistent starter. So there isn't anyone there. Maybe Castagna could turn into that if Leicester improved defensively. He's getting forward quite a bit. But yeah, there isn't, there's there's no one in the mid price that makes me think I can downgrade a Reese James or a Trent and get someone with similar attacking threat. There isn't really. Uh, that's what we need, and then we can flush some money out. I mean, you you could yeah. It, you, people will still flush money out of their defence. They'll still get tired with Trent, but they'll likely move to maybe another City defender. But it's hard. I mean, this is the thing with Foden coming out as he has done with that hat trick. People are going to want to move to at least two City attackers. Uh, they mm. may even start questioning: Do I need a city defender if they don't keep start? You know, they don't keep clean sheets. So, yeah, it it's interesting. But I just the bigger the back's not happening. But at the same time, I don't think there's any drive to get money out of there either. Because, like I said, do we need two heavy hitters? You know, it's there where we're looking to save money. I think at the moment, it's that second heavy hitter. Do we need it? Well, I guess the the, the only drive is in in a situation like mine, in which I could upgrade Gross to. Or Pereira or someone to a Trossard or a Zaha, you know, to try and get out. And I think I think like Trent James and and Cancelo are are kind of fine. But when I've got Diaz, for example, and and I look at like you say, I look at the the five ish million mids and um, defenders, sorry. And you have got Trippier, obviously he's a standout. But then I look at like Castagna, four point four million. I mean that is dirt cheap uh, for him. You know, even Dallo, four point five. Um, you know, there there are there are cheap there are still cheap options around that kind of four point five mark that you can you can free up a lot of money to and then just put them back on your bench so you can put that money mm. in midfield. Yeah, and up front because we've got good striking options, we've got midfield options. I just think four at the back is four or five at the back now is is something I would be looking to get rid of, and I am mm. looking to move away from. I think the most intriguing option there could be Chilwell when he when he's fit and back in the mm. team at five eight. Yep, that's true. Um, he's someone that we expect to work his way up this chart to the top ten, right? So. He was even in the top two or three, I think, last season because he played few games and got returns. And it's been a similar story this season. When he plays, he gets returns. He's just not fit and and in the team. So we need we need him to be um, have more starts, get more fitness, and then we could see him as an option at five eight. You I mean Diaz to Chilwell might make sense, but you need some Chelsea clean sheets. And we saw earlier yeah. they're conceding big chances, so it's not there at the moment. Yeah, uh, Gay. He's another one. He's not. He's not on this list because his points per ninety is. Uh, is low and is extra non penalty per ninety is non-existent. Mm. Um, but again, if you if you're just looking for pure clean sheet potential, like we're saying, uh, a Palace defender like him or Mitchell, 
uh, could be could be a good option. Um, Salibur owners uh, don't expect too many more returns. XGI non penny banana. Yes, Andy. Yeah, that start he got. <laughs> oh, so annoying. So annoying when a like a highly owned and like well bought in player like him just keeps getting these outrageous finishes out of you know out of nothing. But yep, fair play if you've benefited from that. That's the end of part one of episode 84 of FPL Black Box. Join us for part two when we continue to look at the data in midfield and up front. We'll look at our predictions for game week 10 and preview our lineups ahead of the weekend. Podcast Network.